Welcome, we are the Ladybirds, and we are here having open conversations about mental health, sex, and womanhood. Dear diary, my teen angst bullshit has a body count. Don't have sex, because you will get pregnant and die. You can't do anything unless you're the center of attention. Don't have sex in missionary position. Need a boyfriend who's not such a complete bonehead. Don't have sex standing up. All I see is pork soils. You're a virgin, you can't drive. Just don't do it, promise? So welcome, welcome. I am Kate. Uh, I like talking with my friends and animals. Animals. I am Mandy. (laughs) (laughs) I love movies and talking about sex, and I'm really obsessed with the violent femmes lately. You really have been. I'm obsessed. You should be. I was going to say, that's a legitimate obsession. Yeah, I'm, like, obsessed. I'm Gabby, and I love folk music. And right now, I've been loving my little back massager that I'm using right now. It looks crazy and like a coat hook, but it really gets the right spots. So if I moaned, that's why. No, it quite literally looks like like a bike lock slash, like, some sort of self-defense like weapon like it's great i love it so today we decided we're gonna do a mini pod again because let's go short and sweet you know something to spice up your week we have been watching a lot of the bachelor and so we thought why don't we talk about the bachelor because it fit incredibly well with our season we are a little bit behind this is a new interest of ours so the season that we are talking about is at least a year old we're catching up and just had a lot of opinions about how certain things were handled in this season yes and so we thought why don't we talk about it today and so what about the bachelor are we talking about so we're talking about colton underwood who was the 27 year old american football star and was the 23rd Bachelor and the very first virgin lead. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Wowza. And there's just so many different layers to what we wanted to speak about in this episode because what was interesting was that his virginity wasn't marketed as a purity propaganda. It was instead the front and center of everything. Mm -hmm. The entire show, starting from the trailer, was focused on that. I am a virgin, but that's just a small part of who I am. Hi, Poppy, you're getting me hot. (laughs) Colton looks so hot. I plan on rubbing oil all over his body. (laughs) I had not heard about that one, but I have seen the video of the woman who dressed as a sloth. And I do, as uncomfortable as it makes me, I do, as like a standalone clip, think it's fucking hilarious. (laughs) And that woman's fucking Boston. It made me so happy that she was representing us so well on national television. Fuck. There was one Demi who came in, she's like, I haven't dated a virgin since I was 12. And I was like, oh That's uncomfortable. Thanks for sharing. We see these very inappropriate and uncomfortable, very cringy interactions happening from the contestants 
with Colton. And also, like, this is the introduction. This is how they decided to introduce themselves to this man that they are supposedly going to want to marry in about two months. We see it perpetuated a lot with Chris Harrison, who is the host of the show. I don't know if you guys heard, he's a virgin. Where he continuously inappropriately pries into Colton's private life. What do you ladies think? Show of hands, who thinks Colton is still a virgin? placing his virginity under a microscope or for everyone to watch. But it also perpetuates this very ignorant concept of virginity being presented as an identity. Virginity is not a real thing. It's a social construct and we place a lot of values into this. And so like, yeah, there is a shock factor that he is a virgin. You don't see it that much. He is literally the definition of what you would think of. He checks all the boxes in yeah. a society of what you would value in a partner, just on surface level, like appearance wise, well-spoken, you know. But also like what you see presented in TV shows, like he has that look of like the jock who's, you know, having sex with every with everyone, which is obviously a perception that comes across and based on how the media has presented the stereotypes we then place those ideas and concepts onto him before even knowing him. I think what's really interesting is that there is a negative association and intrigue about his virginity although some girls did like him more for that Mm -hmm. which I also thought was interesting but I was reading into the sociologist called Laura M. Carpenter, who was speaking to Vox, and she made that connection that if it were to have been a woman in his place, it would have historically, it would be a tantalizing thing. Although there's this kind of counterculture narrative about male virgins in that way, there's also a stronger narrative that you see in things like the 40-year-old virgin. Usually when a guy who looks like Colton hasn't had sex, there's that concept of what's wrong with him. Whereas virginity in females is much more of a purity thing than it is for men. I feel like for men, it's almost like a conquest thing. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and... I think that was so interesting watching this season play out because it's just interesting seeing that when they pitch seasons, you know, they pitch an idea of what it will what it will revolve around and it became very very clear that the pitch for this season was this bachelor is going to be incredibly intriguing because he's a virgin. And and it was also in a weird way, I remember he said early on that he was choosing to wait because he wanted to have sex with somebody he cared about. And so it, was, it wasn't a religious thing. That was yeah, the other part. Which is I interesting. Think people by surprise. Yeah. Because that's the other part. It's like you accept it more if it's a religious thing, but if it's yeah. a personal decision. Then all of a sudden it's okay to question it because religion's not suddenly not involved. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's this very clear double standard where society allows for the mocking of men who abstain from sex for personal reasons. Because a lot of the women, t- or a lot of it was like, are they going to take, are they going to have sex with him? Are they going to take his virginity? There was one contestant Demi who like showed up to his room in a robe and was like I'm gonna take his virginity tonight if you thought if that was a man like a man just knocks on your door half naked like if that was a man we would be calling we would be talking about him as a predator exactly exactly 
I was just still so shocked by how much it was talked about mm-hmm. because obviously like that it, having that conversation with your potentially future wife is obviously important because for a lot of people that sexual connection is really important is really central to that relationship and of course we know that that's not always the case but it was less about how the girls handled situations or how the interpersonal relationship that he had with those girls and the discussion around his virginity went but more of how the show presented itself it's perpetuating the idea that there's any sort of value behind virginity and and that it validates a connection or your relationship well and i think i was just disappointed on a whole with the season because i feel like not necessarily virginity but sex in general is like an underlying thing on the bachelor Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i feel like they had a huge opportunity for once in their lives to make a season about finding an intimate relationship with somebody before having sex with them and then it's not all Mm. it's not always about sexual compatibility and it's not entirely about sexual compatibility like, there is, to have a successful relationship, like, yeah, having sexual compa- compatibility is obviously a huge thing, but you also have to be able to have like, a meaningful relationship with this person. And I feel like yeah. instead of focusing on, like, hey, this person who, can we just, like, also say for a second, dude's 27, and as somebody who's, like, slightly mm-hmm. older than him, I feel very comfortable saying he is still, like, that's still, like, young. That's very young. young. He's not yes. that old. All of these people are young. Most of the contestants were, like, our age, 23, yeah. maybe a little bit older. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing about to get married, proposed in two months after going on four dates with this man? Exactly. And that's, I think, kind of what blows my mind is that I feel like he's so young again not to say if you are a 40 year old virgin virginity is ridiculous and not a real thing anyway i'm sorry you can hear ollie squeaking a toy in the background also (laughs) (laughs) hi ollie ollie's weighing in (laughs) but people are so like hyper focused on this young adult's virginity and he's not that like being 27 and a virgin does not seem mind-blowing to me his choice to remain a virgin could have been a great way to propel dialogue around changing that cultural attitudes around sex and the role of sex in healthy relationships and what that means and what it can look like instead they did the opposite and it perpetuated that same unhealthy hookup culture that we always see And I think you hit the nail on the head, Gabby, where what I didn't quite get to was it's very much hookup culture. The Bachelor and The Bachelorette is so problematic, but this season took it to a whole new level. There were some episodes that it was like, you know. It was softcore porn. It was softcore porn. (laughs) I was like, geez Louise. Hi, Poppy. You're getting me hot. (laughs) And I guess what's interesting, not to be a spoiler, so we talked about how much virginity was valued and how that almost was like the ultimate quote-unquote prize. This season ended without an engagement. Obviously, this season was problematic because of virginity, but we also found it very unsettling because the woman he asked to basically walk away with, she she broke it off and then he came back. And even when he came back, she was not 
enthusiastic, I would say. She was very hesitant. We all saw this and we were like, this is crazy. And we kind of as a joke, were like, are they still together? And what's more insane is we Googled it and we had discovered that the day that we Googled it, they- Which was like October 6th, I think it was, yeah. October 5th or something. October 6th, that they actually had a court date because she had filed a restraining order against him because he- He put a tracker on her car and was- was seen outside of her bedroom apartment. Yeah, he was seen outside her bedroom apartment. He showed up at like to, two a.m. By the yeah, way, yeah, he showed up to her. He showed up to her family residence unannounced. He got burner phones. Yeah, I believe it was to extend an emergency restraining order. So she had already gotten a restraining order, but she was looking to extend this. It's this idea that we have in society that we want are meant to fight for us because that means that then they love us because that is how you show love. And I think it just goes back to this full misunderstanding of consent and healthy relationship. And it perpetuates that idea that a woman does not know what she wants. And so it's a matter of like working her and essentially breaking her down enough for her to be like, okay, I guess. Or the opposite where like, Men being obsessed with a girl or a woman is totally normal and cool, but a girl being obsessed with a guy and fighting for a guy is considered a psycho girlfriend that follows you around. Exactly. I think what it it does, though, speaks to just how crafted the narrative of The Bachelor is and how much they do, how much we choose to not include because if we can't talk about mental health, we can't have depression, we can't have all this stuff on a show about hot people falling in love. Like and that- still be eligible to fall in love, yeah. to deserve love. Yeah, those are mutually exclusive. Yeah. Like you can't have mental health issues and be hot. <laughs> I think Which, I, think I defy the- that, but. <laughs> It's just sad. This situation is sad. All this season was good for was reminding us that being a virgin doesn't mean that you're not an asshole. That was the other thing too. I don't know if I found naive, but I was like, holy shit. When I found about the restraining order, it was just so hard because he just seemed like a genuine, not genuine, but... It was just really scary about how people present themselves, too. The two parts that I thought was very interesting to talk about in this was, you know, the double standard of how virginity was presented as this, like, come and get him, rather than that purity shit that we put on on women. Since the Me Too movement, we've sort of had, as a society, an openness in the dialogue around consent and the culture surrounding sex and human relationships and we've seen that kind of change a little bit but the toxic culture that we have in society of how we picture and envision true love and true man fighting for his woman what we accept as a society as acceptable behavior rather than toxic and dangerous behavior and I think he he really did show that But I guess to wrap it up, we're going to end with what we usually end with, which is we're our doing okay segment. And so for those who, you know, have tuned in or this is your first time, this is where we talk about something that happened this week that just made us feel okay and gave us, you know, a little bit of happiness in these fucked up times, if we're being real honest. 
Well, I, you guys already know this, but my doing okay moment for this week was bit the bullet yesterday and I bought myself cowboy boots from this really great thrift store in Boston. It's called Rick Walker's on Newberry. If you don't know it, go check it out. Fucking they will love, love your support. They are amazing. There's a fucking rooster. Sorry. No, it's a rooster There's that a roams around every once in a while. I'm finally going to be the cowboy I want to be. Oh yeah. No, they're <laughs> tight as hell. They're beautiful. You sound so intimidating with them. I'm like, clack, 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 clack. clack. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. It was very hard to come up with one this week because, let's be real, life is a dumpster fire currently. I discovered UV resin crafting this week, and I bought a bunch of shit from Michael's, and it's literally like you get little silicon molds, you pour the UV resin in, and you can put real flowers or, like, beads or glitter and dye and ink and stuff into it, and you make really cool little resin crafty things. So y'all have some presents on the way. Mine is really small, but it's cute, I think. <laughs> Obviously, like, with the editing of the podcast, I, I spent, like, a couple nights over here, which was fantastic. But I hadn't seen my mom for a couple nights. Just the other day, like, I just came home. I hadn't seen her. And, like, I do this thing where I'll go up to her and ask her for a hug. And she just gave me some really good hugs Aww. this week. And it's a been mama's a, hug um, is, like, no other. Yeah. It's just been a hard week. And so... My mom always knows how to make me feel good. So, and she's probably listening. So, thanks, Joanne, for the hugs. Thank you, so, Joanne. But, yeah, so just a good hug for my mama. Yeah, I guess that's our episode. That's our episode. As usual, follow us on Ladybird's Pod, right? On Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, we will see y'all next week. Bye! Bye.